What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Combos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. I am actually being the epitome of lazy right now. I am laying in my bed. My microphone is set up so poorly where it's going to fall over, but I just can't fathom sitting at my desk right now to record this. So I'm laying in my bed and my dog is lying next to me sleeping at the moment and she's only six months old. So the odds that she wakes up and starts pestering me are very high because I have not taken her to the dog park yet today. So that's how my day is going. Today I am recording a solo episode because I feel like it's been quite a long time since I've like given an update on what I'm doing with my life and I haven't done the best job at posting on YouTube, oops. And even my Instagram story, it's like a little bit cryptic. So I figured I'd give like a kind of an update episode. Let's just get straight into it. I think the number one question that I've been getting asked is what am I doing for the rest of the year? Like, am I racing? Am I not racing? Am I still injured? What is the deal? Which is a very valid question because I have not really posted that much about running. I haven't really talked about what my plan is. So I figured, you know, why not do it in a podcast? I feel like it's just the perfect platform to explain myself. So basically, if you don't know the backstory of everything, I got injured in February, I think it was. I hurt my back really bad. It would probably, it was probably one of the most painful injuries I've ever had. And to this day, you know, my PT said it was sciatica, but I have a feeling that I might have gotten some sort of stress injury in my back. I've never had a stress injury in my entire life, but it just really felt bad. And I never got an MRI, which was kind of stupid, but I just didn't want to pay the hundreds of dollars to go get an MRI. So instead I just decided to rest because I mean, I'm a post-collegiate kind of casual runner. At that point in time, like, there, there was no need to rush back into training or cross-training or anything, especially because it was painful to cross-train. So I was like, okay, well, I need to hold off on that for a while. So that took, I would say, a good at least two to three months to heal, to heal fully, because then I, you know, I started running probably a little bit too soon, and then my other hip started hurting, and I was like, you know what, let me just chill. Let's take a chill pill here. So I would say it took like three months total for me to feel completely pain-free. And that was probably around the beginning of May. And you know, I was so motivated at the end of last year. If you watch any of my YouTube videos and stuff, like I was running 40 to 50 miles a week and I was doing legit workouts. Like I was doing, I did like a 12 mile progression run. I did a tempo run fully on board to run the Carlsbad 5000. And I was actually feeling like pretty fit. I would say towards the end of that like training plan before I got injured, I think I kind of knew I was running myself into the ground. Like I just was really fatigued. I just started getting really fatigued and I kind of blamed it on me being anemic because I got my blood drawn at the end of last year in like very late November and my ferritin was so low. It was like 19 or something, which is really low for me. And so I blamed like this fatigue that I was having on me being anemic and started taking iron pills and stuff. But I think now looking back, I was just doing way too much too soon which ultimately led me to get injured. You know, it's just the usual situation. I wasn't doing the best recovery, which I've never really been the best at doing the little things like the foam rolling. And I was doing a good amount of PT exercises, but I could have done more. I could have done more yoga, stretching, especially because I'm older now. Yeah, so basically I just injured myself and it was definitely from doing too much. But I was so motivated. Like, I think I was just so excited to get back into it. And I just, I was really enjoying running again, except for when I started to feel bad. But I was having a good time and I really thought that this next year was going to be like fully training focused up until I got injured. Then 
you know, I got injured right around the time I went to Japan in February with my siblings. And I think after that, I like definitely went into a bit of a depression because I think, you know, I wasn't having the endorphins that I was used to getting for the past couple months from running. I couldn't even exercise at all. And honestly, I was just in pain getting out of bed and doing anything. Like I couldn't even put on a pair of pants without being in pain. I couldn't even like stand on one leg. Um, And that with the combination of it being like, I, I don't know. I sound annoying because San Diego is like so such nice weather compared to everywhere else still in the winter. But like the winter here was so bad this year. It was freezing. My apartment doesn't have good insulation. So I was just like freezing every night. I was in pain. It was so gloomy. There was no sun and it was so rainy. It was rainier than Seattle this year in San Diego this winter, which is crazy. Um, So I think the combination of everything just like led me to get pretty depressed. And I, I don't know. I just kind of like wasn't motivated to cross train again when I even started feeling better like I just wasn't really in the mood and I didn't really have any like goals in mind of like rushing back into training or anything and I think something like over the, those like three months just kind of clicked in me you know I ended up going to Cabo with my sister I went to Oregon at one point just to visit a lot of my friends in Eugene and Portland and I just like had the best time prioritizing my happiness and like traveling and hanging out with friends and socializing and like not worrying about working out or like the next race that I'm going to do or pressuring myself to like race at all. And I feel like I just started feeling so much better. And like I was saying, sometime during those three months, I just had an epiphany where I was like, I think that this year I'm just really going to focus on my happiness and like my mental well-being because I just feel like for the last couple of years, especially during like the COVID time period when I was living alone and all I was doing was working out and making food videos like I was just so depressed and I think I you know I hide it pretty well from the internet whatever making like little funny videos but especially now looking back like how how much better I feel now I look back at those that time period and I just I didn't want to fall into like that depressive episode again and I could tell that you know with the lack of endorphins and me being in pain and everything I was just heading down a bad path of just like self-isolation and not doing anything and just like not feeling good every day So I think in my own head, I had to give myself permission to not focus on running for the time being because the thought, I don't know, especially after having such a painful injury, I was just like, I don't want to do that again. Like I'm 26. I don't want to have a cycle now of like repeated injuries where I'm just like doing this to myself. And for what, you know, like, why am I making myself injured? Like, why am I literally feel like I'm breaking my back literally for this when I've already kind of had a hard time after college, you know? being happy and so I just started to like seek out different things that would make me happy during this injury time period which I feel like is what a lot of people should do when they're injured is just like look for other things that bring you fulfillment and for me I think it was really prioritizing my social life because it's just something I haven't really done I feel like I've lived a very isolated life after college and I am a social butterfly like I love to hang out with my friends I'm definitely an extrovert if you ever meet me in person or just like I don't know even my personality you can pretty much tell that I'm an extrovert And I think I just neglected that side of myself for so many years in the name of like, I don't know, the work I do is really isolating and then just like choosing to live alone, which again, I did it to myself. And then just during during the whole COVID time period, I just feel like it was a very isolating last couple of years, which made me feel not so great. So when I had this epiphany of like, okay, I want to prioritize my happiness. I want to travel more. I want to visit all my friends around the country. Like, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders and I... I talked about this in a YouTube video that I'm posting too, but 
I put so much pressure on myself to like run all the time and I just don't feel like it's necessary. Like I just don't think that it's going to make me happy at this point in time to force myself to run or like sign up for a race right now, even though I am like physically healthy. And in my YouTube video, I talk about how this year I just really, really want to be less like one dimensional. Like, yes, I love running, but when I run, I just tend to go like way too much into it. Like, I don't think I have a very good balance of like training and competing. Like, I don't think I can ever line up on a starting line and like feel good unless I'm like in peak shape. Like, it just takes a toll on my mentality when I'm not like fully, fully invested in training, you know? So I have a hard time with that balance. And honestly, I just feel like I want to explore the other areas of my life. Like while I have the chance, you know, I'm 26. I don't have any huge running goals that I need to accomplish. I still run multiple times a week. I go to run club multiple times a week. I'm really social. That's like how I've met a lot of my friends here in San Diego is through PV Run Club. So like I still love running and I go for runs multiple times a week. But I think especially with what my schedule looks like this year, I just don't think it's realistic for me to sign up for anything because I would just put so much pressure on myself and I just don't think it's necessary because I'm not really in the correct headspace to do so. And it makes me, I, I beat myself up for it every day, like truly every day. I think I'm lazy. I think it's stupid that I can't like I don't know. I see all my friends training and everything. And even my friends that I like meet here at run club, like they're all training for like half marathons. And, and they're like, why don't you like sign up? I'm like, because I just have like this baggage behind running that people don't really understand unless I guess you've been in the sport for a while. But it's like, it's not like me just signing up for a half marathon. It's like, then I have, I don't know, every day when I go out for a run, I kind of compare myself to my last self. You know, I'm much better now. I can go out for a run and not like freak out that I'm not running 730 base at all. Um, but I think I still have that thing with racing where it's like, I don't want to line up on a starting line unless I feel like prepared and like ready. And even though I know like even down the road, like I think my fastest running days are behind me and I'm totally fine with that. But I just want to feel good on race day. And I just know that like that what it takes for me to feel like confident on the starting line is maybe a lot more than someone that's like just getting into running just because they have the, all of those years of uh, training and competing and stuff. I feel like I'm being so dramatic over this like a little question. It's not even like that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. But for me, I think it's something that I've like really had to accept within myself to really feel a lot better. And I feel like people can even see that I'm just feeling better. Um, I feel like physically it's showing and just mentally it's showing. I Especially in my personal life. I feel like people can just tell that I'm like way happier than I was before. So yeah, I had the opportunity to sign up for like a fall marathon. But this is what my summer schedule looks like. So July 5th through the 10th, I will be in Eugene to watch USA's, which I am so excited about. If you guys don't know what that is, it's like the USA Nationals that all the pro runners compete at um, for the chance to go to Worlds, which is in Budapest this year. And a ton of my friends are racing at USA's. It's in Eugene. And all of my friends from Portland are going down too. They always go down. So it'll be just like a fun five days in Eugene and I will eat up every second of it. I love going to track meets like that where I get to see everyone, all my friends, all my old teammates like compete and then hang out with my friends that aren't competing too. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then later in July, I don't even know the specific dates, but for a week I'm going to new gen camp, which is what I did last summer. I was also a counselor there last summer and I had the best time ever. So I'm super excited to go back. I know everyone that went to that camp um, that was a counselor is also super excited to go back. It's like sponsored by On Running and basically it's like a media running camp. And then now this year they're inviting fast high schoolers too. But 
basically there's like a lot of uh, media kids that get invited as like the next generation of track and field media stars and like the photographers the videographers influencers like me like our counselors to uh help the kids grow their own like personal brand within the sport of track and field and then this year they're also inviting like fast kids to the camp so it'll be an interesting dynamic but yeah I'm super excited for that because that's in Boulder and I just had a blast I love being a camp counselor so I never thought I would be a camp counselor at 26 years old but here I am but I mean it's run by all of my friends so that are younger than me so it's a good time and then you know I have another life update that I'll share next but then I'm going to be going to New Jersey to go to the Jersey Shore and staying in a beach house there at the end of July. And then basically the beginning of August until the end of August for three weeks, I will be in Europe with all of my Portland friends. The itinerary is Rome, Vienna, Greek islands. There's like 10 of us doing that. And then the rest of us, like another 10 people are all meeting up in Budapest to go to Worlds. So hopefully some of our friends qualify because that would be obviously awesome to be able to watch our close friends qualify to the world championships and watch them in Budapest. But we have like a huge villa in Budapest. I am so excited. I've never been to Europe in my entire life. And again, like I just haven't really spent time traveling after college that much, especially internationally. And because my job, like I'm self-employed, I can kind of go wherever I want, whenever I want. And I don't know how long I'll be self-employed for. I feel like I really, really want to take this year to experience like traveling so I don't have to like take PTO whenever I uh, end up getting like a normal job in the future if that's the route I end up going like I don't want to have to worry about taking PTO and all that stuff so I feel like this year is going to be the year that's my travel year you know yeah so we're going to Budapest and then we're going to Malta and we we booked like yachts like all of us are going to Malta too it's going to be crazy like 20 people together in Europe and they're all like my super close friends I'm so excited it will definitely be an expensive summer, but um, I'm going to eat it up. I'm going to have the best time ever. I already know I'm a little bit stressed about it right now, but just because traveling is like so much a lot of the time, but um, you know, I feel like I'm just kind of a chaotic person and can handle the chaos. So we're all good. And people who are also wondering um, on my Instagram, like what I'm going to be doing with Frankie, my dog, she's like a six month old puppy right now, but she is going to be staying with my parents. Like they live an hour away. And they also have a dog and they like hang out. They love each other. So my parents are graciously taking care of Frankie for that time. And they're like retired. They love Frankie. So they're not, um, they were willing to do that with open arms, you know? Yeah. So that's basically like what my summer looks like. So July and August, I feel like is completely booked up already. And I was just thinking about like, I mean, going back to the running thing, like I was just thinking about, I just like don't want to worry about training, especially doing like long runs when I'm in Europe or anything, because I just know it would suck the soul out of me. Like, I don't know what my schedule is going to look like. My summer's already so chaotic and adding training on top of that. Like, again, I just can't casually train. I have issues in my own head that I should probably go see a sports psych for, to be honest, where I can't just casually train. I like have to do all or nothing. And I think just accepting that I'm not going to do like a fall marathon or train right now is totally fine. And again, this probably sounds so irrational to like just people, but I don't know. I just have such a hard time not being hard on myself. Like not, especially because I'm so involved in the sport of running. I think that that plays a huge part of it. I think if I had a completely different job, I would be, you know, way more okay with it. But I think, uh, you know, having like a running podcast, most of my following is running though. I think people just follow me now for life, my lifestyle, I guess, because I, I, you know, I run, but I don't run like that much. 
I'm not that fast anymore, you know, um, yeah, so this is me, this is, like, whole podcast is basically me just justifying to myself that it's okay to not sign up for a race, and honestly, I'm gonna give a shout out to someone who inspires me every day, and that is Lydia Keating, if you guys don't follow her on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, but she, you, you definitely have to, like, she is one of my favorite creators, and honestly, one of my, like, favorite people ever, I feel like, She's like a content creator. Right now, she's like going to culinary school in Ireland. And I feel like she's just like living her best life. And I really like admire what she's doing because her and I have like had long conversations on this podcast just talking about how like what we struggle with, especially because we were both college athletes and like navigating life after college. I don't know. I think it's just I just need to accept that it's okay to do something different. (laughs) And something that's uncomfortable and like out of my comfort zone, even though being out of my comfort zone means not training for anything and not putting pressure on myself to run, like that's what's uncomfortable for me. That's what this year needs to be for me, for growth in other areas. I hope that makes sense. I hope any of that makes sense. It just doesn't make me sound like a lazy lard. You know what I mean? I promise you I'm still working out. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, kind of going along with that, like I said, I want to prioritize other areas of my life. Social life has been great. I have a lot of friends here in San Diego. Uh, My puppy's doing great. She's the best puppy ever. And, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, there is an elephant in the room, a huge elephant that's I have not talked about yet. Well, I talked a little bit about it on the episode with Mac, but um, I do have a boyfriend. I haven't had a boyfriend in four and a half years, so it is a little bit foreign to me. You know, I'm not going to spew, like, so much of my personal life on the internet because that's not really fair to him. And um, I don't know if he knows what he signed up for by me oversharing on the internet. But, um, yeah, his name is Ian. He's great. You guys can go look at my Instagram if you want to see what he looks like. But he's literally, like, 6'6". He's beautiful. He's also, like, one of, like, the nicest guys I've met in the past, like, however many years. Like, so genuine, so nice, and just such a gentleman, which I feel like is what really stuck out to me when I met him. Especially in San Diego, like, me and Mac talked about it on the last podcast with her, but, like, dating in San Diego and, like, Southern California can be so bad. And I know that everyone says that everywhere, but, like, there's no, like, Southern gentleman here, you know? I'm not, like, a I hate all men sort of person, but I feel like it's just been really, really hard to find someone that's, like, I don't know, thinks of um, women as, like, real people. You know what I mean? Um, That sounds kind of dark, but it's kind of true. Like, that's been my experience in the dating world. And I think that, I don't know if it's just being in Southern California. I don't know. Like, people have Peter Pan syndrome. Like, I meet, like, 40-year-old men out here that literally acts like they're 21. I'm like, okay, what? Uh, I'm not even kidding right now. Like, my biggest struggle over the last four years of my life has been loneliness. Like, truly. I mean, I already talked about, like, myself, like, isolating myself. But I always, like, had a lot of friends, like, people to talk to. I could always confide in my sisters and stuff. But, like... Not having a significant other has, like, truly impacted me. I don't really even think I can, like, explain how, like, much it was affecting me, but, like, it was so bad. It actually, I think, like, a a huge point of my, like, depressive episodes, especially, I think, earlier this year and, like, last year, I just was not feeling good. And I know it was because one of my main goals is to, like, get married, start a family, blah, 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 whatever. And I feel like I'm a normal, sane person that, like, I don't really have any baggage because I haven't really been in that many relationships and I'm just so picky about who I let into my life. Like, my life is so good on its own. Like, why would I let some, like, a significant other in that's not gonna, like, add to how good my life is? Like, if you're gonna be subtracting from my life, that's an immediate no. I'm, I feel like I'm trauma dumping on you guys. I'm sorry. But I'm just being real, okay? Um... (laughs) 
Okay, how me and Ian met. Okay, so yes, I have a boyfriend. It's it's even weird saying that. I like have not gotten used to that yet. Um, people are asking how we met. So it's like super romantic. Um, he slid into my DMs. And you know, I don't know if I've ever actually gone on a date with someone from my DMs, but I was like, you know what? I'll do it. And yeah, I just honestly, I feel like he's a breath of fresh air. Um, And he's, like I said, he's just such a gentleman and he's so sweet. And he's definitely like the sweetest guy I've ever met and definitely the sweetest guy I've ever dated. He's from the East Coast, so maybe that's why. I don't know. I just, I feel like they're built different out there. Maybe that's just me. He played football in college. He doesn't know anything about running, which is honestly kind of fun. I love that. Um, he, the other day, I'm putting him on blast right now. The other day, he was confused as to when I said four laps was a mile. Well, a little bit less than a mile. Like, a mile is 1609 meters, and the four laps is 1600. And he thought that running in lane one was cheating because it was less than 400 meters. And I was like, what are you talking about? Anyways. Um, I kind of like that he doesn't know anything about running because I don't like talking about running all day. Um, even though this podcast is running, it's like I like to, you know, have other areas of my life. <laughs> it's still pretty early days, you know, you could say, but yeah, I don't just like date around, you know, obviously that's why I've not dated anyone in four and a half years. So I really do like him. Um, he's the best. So I don't know how much like he'll be involved in my content. Like I don't want to pressure him to be on the internet. I need to like kind of talk to him about it. I mean, he was okay with like the hard launch that I did the other day. But, uh, yeah, he'll probably be mad at me for putting him on blast about that 400 meter comment or whatever. Uh, I know he will be mad at me. <laughs> like, sorry, like, how do you not know that? It's common sense. Yeah, so being in a relationship, definitely, like, I feel like a puzzle piece that was missing has been filled, which has just made me feel even better. Like, just, like, I knew for a while that was just such a gaping hole in my life. So it is nice to, like, finally find someone that, you know, makes my life better <laughs> and that I can spend, like, a lot of time with. So... Yeah, so obviously moving forward, like, I'm going to be spending a lot of time focusing on him and, like, and that's actually why I'm going to the Jersey Shore because that's where his parents are vacationing, all this stuff, whatever. Yeah, so I'll be spending, like, a lot of time with him and I feel like that's what I'm going to be focusing on this year is just, like, my social life, relationships, like, having fun because I have been a little bit depressed for the last couple years of my life and it's, I finally feel, like, great. Like, obviously every day I'm not going to feel amazing, but, like, truly I feel the best I've felt in so long and I feel like... It just keeps getting better and better. I feel like I have a good balance with everything. I feel like I have a good balance with, you know, working out right now. I'm working out multiple times a week. I feel like I'm going out a couple times a week. I'm really enjoying, like, exploring San Diego, which, you know, I've lived here my entire life, but I've been to, like, no restaurants <laughs> because I lived in, like, North County, San Diego growing up, and where I live now is just completely different. been far away from North County, so it's been so nice, especially, like, also having Ian um, to be able to do, have like, you know, be able to go to dinners, go out and explore San Diego a little bit more because I was so tired of doing it alone. And honestly, like, I just didn't want to do it alone. And having a support system too is just like super nice because again, my job is just kind of isolating. It's just nice to like have that added support of a significant other that I haven't had in so, so, so long. I kind of feel like, you know, in college during COVID, even after COVID, I was kind of in my hard girl era. Like, I kind of have, like, a masculine presence. Like, maybe not, maybe not, like, that much appearance-wise. Like, obviously, like, I'm a big person, so maybe that too. But, like, I just, I, I hang out with a lot of guys. I, like, I kind of have, like, a male sense of humor, whatever. Um, But I feel like this year I've really been in my soft girl era. Like, I've just really, really focused on self-care. And, again, I think people are noticing, like, I just feel so much better. I honestly feel like I look a lot better too, which is refreshing. <laughs> Because I just, it's, it's because it's a reflection of how I feel on the inside. And I just like really enjoy taking care of myself because I just didn't do that for so many years. And now I feel like I really am taking care of my mental health in so many areas of my life that 
I don't know. I feel really good. And even though, like, I feel like it just goes against the normal, you know, running runner path of like, you know, you, you, you train, you race, then you might get injured. Then you cross train super hard. Then you come right back from injury and you jump right back into training again, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I've had a hard time accepting that that's probably not going to be my path this year. And I just, I really am finding a lot more fulfillment in other areas of my life. And I just need to be okay with that. And I feel like, I don't know, it makes me a little bit self-conscious because I know like a lot of people that listen to this podcast and follow me and everything are like super, you know, diehard runners and everything. And like, obviously I used to be one and I definitely am one when I'm fully training. I just feel like I want to be less one dimensional, less all or nothing this year. I just want a better balance and I want to prioritize my happiness for once after college. And like, I want to focus on my mental health more than anything else, more than money, more than business, more than fitness. I just want to be happy. I want to be content and I want to have fun at age 26 when I have the chance before I start working a nine to five if I choose that route and have kids and get married and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I can't believe I'm 26. That feels really old and I'm almost 27. That feels even older. So also I haven't talked about like my body image stuff in a long time and that's because I feel so good. Like I almost never think about my body at all and never think about changing my body, never think about, never think ill upon my body. And that's because I think I'm treating it so well and I'm treating my mind so well. Like such a good balance of everything, of food, of fitness. I just feel so good and I don't really have body image problems anymore. So I don't know. That's, I've done like full episodes on that topic, but I just really want to reiterate, like if you are dealing with body image struggles, like it's, you, you can recover from them. I genuinely thought that I would never get over it. I remember crying when I was in college, like crying face down. After like a night out, I was crying face down on my hard carpet floor, just thinking that I'm never going to get over these issues. Like these are just going to be all consuming for the rest of my life. And I just, it was like more hopeless. And I feel like I had that feeling of hopelessness of my, with my body image stuff for so long. Um, And I don't know what exactly changed it. I think just like treating my mind a lot better and also just getting older, like I've talked about before, I think my frontal lobe developing and just like realizing that the way your body looks doesn't really define you in any way, shape or form. It's like such a relieving feeling. Yeah. So I just wanted to touch on that too, because people are probably wondering, I don't know, people, I'm just like, I want to give people hope that there is the other side. There's another side of like sport. I guess that's like, this podcast has gone all over the place. I feel like it's so chaotic, but I just want to reiterate to people that there is life outside of sports. Like if you're my age, if you're after college and like you're going through a big transition of being an athlete and you're jumping back into normal life and things don't feel very good, like things feel really chaotic, you feel off kilter, you are missing the structure, you're missing being an athlete, like there is happiness after college and like after being an athlete. And like, I don't even know what tips I can give you to like continue giving you hope that you'll feel better over time if you are like super uncomfortable. But I feel like, you know, me just documenting everything and like openly talking about it, that's like the best I can do because I just want to show you that I'm like living proof that you will feel better eventually. Like running was my entire life. People knew me as Emma the runner. People still know me as Emma the runner. But internally, I'd feel so much more than Emma the runner. I feel so much more dynamic. I feel so much more involved in like my community here in San Diego. Outside of running, I like running isn't consuming my every thought. Um, My fitness isn't consuming my every thought. I feel like I'm like truly enjoying my life and enjoying being a 
NARP. I even post that on my Instagram today. Like I'm truly enjoying being a non-athletic regular person, truly. And I never really thought, like part of me still eats me alive, you know, with the whole, like I used to be good at sports and now I'm a failure type of um, narrative that sometimes I play in my head. But that being said, like, you know, as the years have gone on, I feel like it's faded away more and more. And then that, I feel like I rarely have that narrative in my head anymore. And I just feel so good. And I, I just want to give people hope that like, whether you're dealing with body image issues or you're dealing with just life after being an athlete, like you will feel good again. Just keep on prioritizing your mental health and just like really listen to your body. The best thing I can say is just like be intuitive with everything. I think just allowing your body and your mind to like, and like just listening to your heart and your gut and like truly doing what you think will make you feel like fulfilled and good and not forcing yourself to do things that you really don't want to do just because of your past or whatever. I think that's what's really helped me get over, you know, this identity crisis that I'm not an athlete anymore. Okay, I think I'm going to end this episode because I am honestly like a little bit uncomfortable. I feel like I've uh, overshared on the internet, but I hope you guys (laughs) enjoyed this episode. Like, I don't even know where this episode went. I'm about to edit this right now and I don't even know what I said the entire time. And yeah, thank you guys again for listening to this uh, chaotic podcast. I know it's all over the place a lot, especially the last like, couple months. But thank you for bearing with me. I like truly appreciate all of your support. All of my followers and subscribers and listeners are so nice. Like, I rarely ever get a hate comment and I truly appreciate it because... I don't know. I couldn't do it without you guys. And you guys truly keep me going. Like that's why I continue to do this is because of your guys' like feedback and just everyone's just so nice all the time. Like whenever I meet someone in public too, it just makes my world. If you ever see me out in public, please say hi. Like even though, you know, I'm almost six feet tall and maybe I'm a little intimidating looking, I kind of have an RBF. Please come say hi to me because like literally it makes my life and I love meeting you guys. Yeah. Truly, like, I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful that this has been my life for the last four years. I've truly loved navigating all this in the public light just because I feel like I've connected with so many people. Like, I'm not really afraid to share my struggles because I just know other people are going through, you know, similar things. I can't be the only one that's going through um, the things I'm going through. So I just, I just find that I just have such a strong sense of community with my listeners. And yeah, I just, I truly appreciate all of you guys for your support over the years. I sound like I'm like ending on this podcast forever. I'm not, I promise. Um, I'm just being dramatic because I feel like this episode was dramatic and I almost got emotional a couple times, especially talking about my loneliness. Um, And that's embarrassing, but not really because I'm sure a lot of people after college deal with that as well. So I'm trying to get over that. It's not embarrassing. It's a normal human emotion. Okay, I need to stop. (laughs) I need to stop oversharing on the internet. All right, follow us on Instagram at commas over cold brew pod if you want to be up to date on the latest episodes and submit listener questions. Don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Again, reading your reviews makes my day, seriously. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will catch you all next week. Peace out, fellas.